Tonight's topic again, uh, what is, excuse me, is what are your attentions? What are your attentions? And we're just going over uh, types of attentions. Number one, I went over, I went over evil intentions. Evil intentions, again, is when you have evil intentions, it delivers physical, psychological, or emotional injury. They have every intention to cause harm and havoc to anyone they connect with. And the scripture reference that I have for that was 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 9 in the NIV version. And then number two, I talked about having bad intentions. Bad intentions mess with people. Although a physical injury may not happen, psychological or emotional damage does occur. Those on this level are very manipulative. They use others to gain popularity in the church and get whatever they want. Those are the ones you really have to be careful of because they, they listen, they, they one way in front of you and they another way behind your back. Wolves in sheep clothing. The scripture reference for that was Romans chapter 16, verse 17 through 18. And I read from the easy to read version. So the next point, the next point that I'm uh, going over Next type of attention is selfish, selfish intentions. My God, selfish intentions. <laughs> selfish intentions are extremely self-centered ones. Extremely self-centered ones. People with selfish intentions are obedient to God only to see what they will get in return. They're not concerned about kingdom advancement. These are the people you have to definitely have to be careful of because, my God, we're going to read it in, in the Word of God in a second. People that are selfish, they will actually be obedient to God, but only to see what they would get out of it. So God says, give $100. They're giving $100, but best believe they're expecting it to come back. They're only doing it to say, oh, okay, well, I'm going to get that $100 back or maybe I'll get more. Oh, those people where, you ever seen those type of people where they give to the homeless and they, they, they call all of the news, you know, Channel 3, Channel 6, ABC, NBC, CBS, calling everybody and then, you know, calling all of them, them out there and they got this $10,000 check and they want everybody to know how much money they gave to the homeless or to the to the nonprofit organizations or to the community so they can get their name on the screen and in light so everybody can see. Those are the type of people you have to be careful of. And you have to be careful yourself to make sure you don't have those selfless intentions. When we give, God wants us to give with a selfless heart. God wants us to give with, with not even expecting anything back. That if God told you to give your last, would you do it? If God told you to give your last, would you give it? Just thinking about this example of how in the word of God, it talks about, thank you, Holy Spirit. It talks about Elijah, the prophet, and how he had went during the, uh, um, the time of famine. He went to a woman. He went to a woman and she had a child and she was at her last. She had flyer, flour and oil. She had enough to make a cake just for her and her son. Just for her and her son. And God sent Elijah to this woman. 
And Elijah said, hey, I want you to make, before you make something for you, I want you to make something for me. I want you to make a cake for me. Share it with me. And she's like, but this is my last. But she ended up being obedient. She made some for Elijah. And after she made some for Elijah, God made sure that, yes, God made sure that not only did Elijah have plentiful, but made sure that her and her son had plentiful all throughout the famine. All throughout the famine. So talk about something that she didn't even know. She just was obedient, being obedient to the prophet of God. She knew about Elijah. She knew about the anointing that Elijah had. And she knew that God, that Elijah was a man of God. And although she was not a woman of faith, she knew, she knew when she had the fear of God in her. So she still trusted the God, the God that Elijah served. So God tests us to see if we're going to be uh, selfish or selfless. So let's go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Hallelujah. Matthew 6. And we are in chapter, uh, verse 1 through 4. Lord have mercy. Nothing is letting me get to the word. But to God be the glory. I'm going to thank God I have my heart back. Thank God I have my heart back. To God be the glory. Let's go to Matthew. Chapter 6. I knew it was going to be opposition. So God told me to be ready. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 1 through 4. And I'm reading from. This is the New King James Version. It says. Take heed. That you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret. And your father, who sees in secret, will himself reward you openly. My God, my God, my God. So God is talking about just how I said, gave you the description. Gave you the description about how it's important that when we give, we give with a selfless heart. That we give not wanting, not expecting anything back. It's okay to have expectations. That God tells us to have expectations. But when we give, God loves a cheerful giver. A cheerful giver is a blessed, prosperous. You don't have to worry. Because the thing is, a lot of times when God blesses 100 fold, it's not going to always come back monetary. It's going to come back, you know, God may give us um, blessings with divine connections or open doors that we didn't foresee. So it's not going to always come back the way that we gave it out. So we have to have a selfless heart. 
So be careful about these selfish intentions. Number four, types of intentions is no intentions at all. No intentions at all. I mean, when I read this reference, I said, wow, this is so powerful. Taking a natural and then comparing it and then God showing to me how it is in the, in the spirit realm. People, some people have no intentions at all. And in this reference, it's talk about these type of people with no intentions are unstable. They are unstable. How are you unstable if you have no intentions? Because you're not making a decision. Because when you are intentional, that means you have a goal. That means you have goals. That means you have plans. That means you have vision. That means you have purpose. But when you have no intentions at all, you don't know what direction you're going. You, you don't choose. You, that you're easily persuaded. You're easily persuaded if you have no attention at all because when you have goals in mind and anytime somebody comes to, comes to you and they try to say, oh, okay, well, let's do this. But if you have a goal in mind, you're like, no, this, this, goes, this is going against the plan that God has for me. But when you don't have no attentions, you can, you, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. The word of God talks about in James um, chapter 1 verse 8, it talks about an unstable man, unwavered. Unstable in all of his ways. He goes with the wind. He goes every which way. No, we don't, we're not a people. We're not children of God that we go each way. No, we go God's way. Whatever God's agenda is. We have to make a decision. We choose because salvation is choosing to pick God first. Salvation is saying, Lord, you are my Lord and Savior. You are head over my life. You make a decision, you choose. Just like we are chosen, God chose us. Because many are called, but few are chosen. Because everybody's not going to answer the call. So we have to choose which side we're going to be on. Which side are you going to choose? Let's go to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 through 19. Revelation 3, 14 through 19, um, New King James Version. And the title says, The Lukewarm, Lukewarm Church. My God. So it says, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, these things says the Iman, the Amen, excuse me, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and, and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say I am rich have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich in white garments and that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous. And repent. My God. 
God says he's ready for us to be hot or cold. And he said, again, he said, he said, so then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I don't know about you, but I don't like lukewarm, um, I keep saying warm, <laughs> lukewarm food. It's either I want it hot or I want it cold. And that's the same way God is saying, no, I don't want nobody that's in the middle. I don't want nobody that's not going to make a decisive decision. I don't want nobody that's just going to, oh, okay, one minute you with me and one minute you not. God requires us to be loyal. God requires loyalty. And if we don't want to be loyal to him, God says, See, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I will spit you out. So we got to check ourselves and make sure that we're not straddling the fence. Because trust me, I've been there and done that. So trust and believe. I'm not coming from a place of condemning anybody. Because I'm definitely not perfect. But I'm a living witness that you have to come to a place in your life where you make that decision that you're going to choose God and choose him wholeheartedly. Go hard for God because God goes hard for us. I love that song talk about being reckless love and how God, whoosh, God will kick down doors for you. No mountain, he won't climb up. No wall he won't kick down. Chasing after us. Chasing after you and me. God will do it just for you and me. So that's the same that he wants for us. The same way he goes hard for us. He wants us to go hard for him. But a lot of us want to straddle the fence. Why? Because we're too busy trying to please people instead of pleasing God. God wants people that's going to rep him hard. That everywhere we go, we're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everywhere we go, we're, we're shining our light in the midst of darkness. So others can see what is it that's so different about them? What is it so special about them that even in the middle of the pandemic, even in the middle of hardship, even in the middle of racial injustice, even in the midst, midst of governmental um, things happening left and right and people acting, running amok, yet they still have peace. What is it that's so special about them? And that is an open door for us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and how God will provide us with peace. Peace that surpasses all our human understanding. Peace in the middle of the storm. Peace in the middle of chaos. Peace. That's why God wants us to not be lukewarm. Choose who you will serve. Next point, number five. So number four was no attentions. Number five is when we have good intentions. Good intentions. So good intentions are good. But we're going to second, but it's not, it's not the highest level that you can be. So when you finally get to the point where you have good intentions, okay, now, now you're finally on the other side of the fence. Now you're finally making a decision. Like, All right, God, I'm with you. I'm going to strive to do what's good. 
Those with good intentions are humble and they strive to do good. So now you're starting to be humble. Now, now you're starting to, to be obedient to God. So let's go to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew 5 verse 14 through 16. And I'm going to read from the, well, I have this hard back to the New King James Version. Matthew 5. Um, verse 14 through 16. Well, in your study time, I encourage you to read the NIV version. Matthew 5, verse 14 through 16. It says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. My God, God wants us to shine our light. Shine our light in the midst of darkness. Because I love what it says. It says, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. See, the purpose is the person that is Oh, Laura, I'm definitely going to make sure that I pray, um, pray for you, sis. Get some rest. Get some rest, Laura. My God, get some rest. So the purpose person that has good intentions, they're getting there. The purpose, that person is humble. That person is, you know, wants to do things good. So think about a person that is like, okay, God, they, they now they repent it. Or having bad intentions or have evil intentions or not having any intentions at all. Remember, we said no intentions means that you're lukewarm. Um, warm, uh, thank you, Father. Lukewarm. And that means that you basically, that you haven't made a decision whether or not you truly want to do the things of God. But now that you repent it, now you say, okay, God, show me the way. God, show me how to be a light in the midst of darkness. Show me how to be humble. Show me how to follow your ways. So that person is humble. So now you are on the right direction. Next point, number six. Having selfless intentions. Having, having selfless intentions. This person puts others before themselves. They have a heart for people. Always looking to serve in their church and community. My God. So think about how earlier we mentioned about having selfish intentions, how that person is all about themselves, is that even when they give, it's all about them. What can I get out, get out of the thing? But the selfless person has a heart for people. They want to see people succeed. They want to be a blessing to their church. They want to be a blessing to the community. This is the person that truly wants to be a blessing, that truly has a heart for people because the God is a God of love. He is love. So they always are spreading love to everybody they come in contact with. So let's go to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6 verse 35. And again, I'm reading from the New King James Version. And it says, but love your enemies, do good and lend. Hoping for nothing in return. 
and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. My God. So God is saying that we need to be not only good to, to those that are saved, but be to be good and selfless to those that are unsaved, those that are of the world, because that is the way that we should be cast at our net because we are fishers of men. We are fishers of men. That means that we are always casting our net so that we can grab more souls to help build the kingdom of God. And so if we are always trying to be nice to those who already know about Jesus, those who already know about God, what good is it going to be helping to advance the kingdom of God? If we're always preaching and we're always giving to those who already are already have a eternal place in heaven. So make sure that you're being good to both those who are saved and unsaved. The last one that I have for you is great-hearted intentions. Great-hearted intentions. These, this is the level that we shall all be striving for. To go above and beyond. To go above and beyond. These people are always about the Father's business. Always about the Father's business. Purpose-driven people, my God always helping others and inspiring them to fulfill God their God-given purpose. Kingdom building is their focus. My God. This is the level we need to be on. Let's go to Luke chapter 2, verse 41 through 49. The greatest example of this is none other than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus was always about the Father's business, about our Heavenly Father's business. So let's um, talk about, and I mean, in this context, he was a little disrespectful to his mother, his natural mother and father, but <laughs> he was about his Heavenly Father's business. So he was the greatest example of this. So Luke chapter 2, verse 41 through 49, New King James Version, it says, the title says, The Boy Jesus Amazes the scholars his parents went to jerusalem every year at the feast of the passover and when he was 12, 12 years old they went up to jerusalem according to the custom of the feast when he had finished the days as they returned the boy jesus lingered behind in jerusalem and joseph and his mother did not know it but supposing him to have been in the company they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances so when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look. Your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. My God. My God. Jesus was like, at 12 years old. He was like, I need to go to the synagogues. I need to be because Jesus was a teacher. 
Jesus is one of the great, just matter of fact, Jesus is the greatest teacher that ever was on this earth. And so his, his um, desire was to teach and go in the synagogues to go where the people were so that he can spread the gospel, so that he can share the good news about his heavenly father. And so at 12 years old, imagine a child that wasn't allowing anything or anybody to get in the way of them fulfilling their God-given purpose. That is the boldness. That is the, the, um, the level we need to be on. That is our desire. That whatever God gives you, whatever God is leading you to do, whatever direction God is telling you to go, that you are doing just that. That you are doing just that. So I'm going to go over quickly again, those intentions. Number one types of intentions are evil intentions. Got to be careful for those. Number two, bad intentions. Number three, selfish intentions. Number four, no intentions at all. Those are the lukewarm uh, people. Uh, good intentions, number five. And number six, selfless intentions, and number seven, great-hearted intentions. My God. So I pray that everybody was encouraged and uplifted. I know you guys were riding out with me. I know I had technical difficulties, but to God be the glory. It's so important that this word got out because it's important that we did a heart, do a heart check on ourselves and make sure that we also have discernment to foresee if anybody's in our lives that we are connected to that have these type of things that um, about themselves that are trying to get us and trying to cause harm and trying to deceive us. We have to be careful that we do not allow these people to cause us to not do what God has um has um created us to do. So, with that being said, I'm going to make sure that I do cover my dear sister and Laura in prayer and then offer the gift of salvation and rededication for those of you that don't know Christ. But I do want to pray, God. I ask that Father God that you will cover God, our dear sister Laura, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, that she has COVID, Father. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are Jesus. You are a healer. Jesus, you said that by your stripes that we are healed, Father God. So we are already healed. So Holy Spirit, if it be your perfect will, oh God, I ask that, Father God, you would touch her body right now in the name of Jesus, God. Touch her body. Touch her respiratory system right now in the name of Jesus. If she is having trouble breathing, Father God, breathe breath into her lungs right now in the name of Jesus. Restore her breathing right now. Restore the taste in her mouth in the name of Jesus. Whatever the symptoms are, Father God, I ask that, Father God, that you will be with her right now in the name of Jesus. God, I come against it, Father God, that, Father God, any increase, that, Father God, any other symptoms that may try to arise, Father. God, our Holy Spirit, I ask that, Father God, that you, that, Father God, just cut down, that, Father God, everything that God is not like you, that, Father God, is trying to attack her body, Father. God, 
I thank you, Father God, that she will have a testimony, God, of your goodness. She will have a testimony of your perfect healing in the mighty name of Jesus. That she will be a living, breathing testimony of how, that, Father God, you have saved her, how you have delivered her, how you've healed her body completely in the mighty name of Jesus. So, God, we thank you in advance, that, Father God, that she will come back, that, Father God, that got restored, got healed, God, breathing restored, Father God, talking, God, better, God, walking better, Father God. May she have um, rest in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever she needs, the Father God, in this moment, Father, I thank you, God, that you will provide. Be with her, God, because you said that you will never leave her or forsake her in the mighty name of Jesus. And those that got anybody else that is struggling, God, with COVID-19 right now, Father God, God, I ask that you will heal their bodies, Father God, because you are a healer, Jesus, Father God. By Jesus' stripes, they are healed by the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your healing power. Thank you for your supernatural power in the mighty name of Jesus, God. We declare and decree that, Father God, that you will get the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. And right now, for those of you that are watching, and maybe you don't know Christ, maybe as we were listening, you were listening to this podcast, you know that you need you need Jesus in your life. Maybe you have had evil intentions. Maybe you had bad intentions. Maybe you haven't had any intention at all. And you don't have any direction. But I tell you, if you choose Christ, if you choose Jesus, it would be the best decision you ever made in your life. The best decision. Jesus loves you and he cares for you. He loves you and he cares. And he is, God is a forgiving God. So whatever you did in your past, he will forgive you if you're willing and you're ready to give all that up just for him. So if you're ready, say this prayer of salvation with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I need you in my life. I ask you, Jesus, you come into my life, make me whole, renew my mind. I thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. I believe in my heart and I confess in my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried and you rose on the third day so that I can have life and have it eternally. So thank you, Jesus. I commit myself to you and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to God be the glory. Hallelujah. And for those of you that may have been in a backslidden state, and you once had a relationship with Christ, but at some point in time, you allowed yourself to stray, from, stray away from the things of God. But I tell you that if you were one of those people that had selfish intentions or allowed yourself to be in a, um, be manipulative to people, trust and believe. There are so many people in the word of God that God has forgiven. And I am a living, a living witness that God will forgive you and he will restore your identity if you just repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry. And have every attention to do on the will of the Lord. So I encourage you to say this prayer rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry for turning my back on you. I know that I need you in my life. I tried to make it out on my own. I tried to go out in the world. And Jesus, I failed. So Jesus, I ask that you come back into my life and be my Lord and Savior once again. 
I thank you for giving me another chance to get it right. I already know who you are. I already know that you died just for me. So God, I thank you for giving me another chance. I thank you. I surrender myself to you and I will serve you for the rest of my days. In Jesus name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. If you prayed that prayer of rededication, welcome back into the body of Christ. This is the best decision you can ever make in your life. To God be the glory. Heaven is rejoicing. The angels of the Lord are rejoicing for your soul right now. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. And David, I pray for you right now, you and your family, that God continues to cover and keep you to whatever it is that God, that you are seeking God for, that he meets every need in your life, whatever need it may be, whether it be healing in your body, whether it be financial blessings, may God meet every need that's in your life and may he continue to cover and keep you. I come against every attack of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that God, that you will be God with David, that you will never leave him or forsake him and that you will always be there not just for him but for his family as well god i thank you father god that whatever it is that father god let it be done in your perfect will and your perfect name in jesus name we pray amen hallelujah hallelujah all right guys i love you so much i pray that you were encouraged and uplifted make sure you follow i am imperfectly perfect incorporated facebook page and follow instagram I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect on Instagram. We also are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So make sure you um, follow that as well. If you want to keep up with any of our events or anything that we have going on with the I am imperfectly perfect community. I love you guys so much. I pray that God gives you sweet sleep tonight. May you be encouraged and uplifted. And make sure that you continue to strive to fulfill your God-given purpose. Until next week on Imperfectly Perfect Live, I will see you guys later. Have a great night.